overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Well, we're back, and it hasn't been 16 months. That's uh, amazing. <laughs> what an accomplishment. Hi, Laura. Hi. <laughs> Wait, no hey-ho tonight? No, no, and it was never hey-ho. It was hi-ho. <laughs> Which is very different <laughs> from hey ho. Well, I don't know if we've ever known less about a guest than the guest that we have tonight. <laughs> I don't think that's true entirely, but possibly. Oh well, maybe one. I know she has some good organizational skills. Yes. Okay. In closet organization. Well, tonight we have with us Marlena Davis. Hello. Welcome. Hi. I like when people wave to the microphone. I, I think I think I think Leanne Turner waves. Like I that. think we had had multiple, multiple waves. Well, the first company. the first yes. three episodes, Jess and I literally would like look at them as if they were cameras. <laughs> that is, that which is I frequently don't look at the camera when it's taking a picture of me. But it's, yeah, yes, but I, I look at the microphones as if they're cameras. I have to admit, I am looking at the yes, microphones. no, you. But that means you're projecting towards them, so that's good. Which is a good thing. Yeah, that's why we yes. set you there. Yes. So, given the uh, shining introduction that we know so little about you, um, tell us tell us about you. Tell us just basic background to, to Who now. Who you are, where you're from. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, um, I actually work at the church, which I think people don't know that. No, I, I'm I like did not. I'm like a behind-the-scenes person. I'm the best-kept secret. Um, so, I started working with Zane, Don, Cameron, and Warren, family ministry, back in September of last year, so I've been there almost a full year, and I am the admin, so I am the one back there making copies and pulling craft sticks and glue bottles and making sure that everybody has what they need on Sunday morning. God bless you. So, yes. Yeah, it's fun. It's so fun. It's great. I get to play in Don's resource room, which... Yes. That, and you I mean, I have wonderful people. <laughs> After oh my goodness. This last yes. week with the the storm damage and going in to kind of help do that, I've gotten to see yes. all the resources that the church has. Oh my gosh. What was amazing. hold on, we have to what was the name on that box? There was one box that just what looked like can. Chewbacca was in there. And oh. It was just labeled full <laughs> body fur costume. Yes. Like full, that's what it was. Full body, full body full fur costume. costume. That means that they could be multiple things. Whatever you need it to be. <laughs> and we were all brainstorming like the Chewbacca. ideal thing to do with that would be for to make Zane wear it as much as possible. Because it was a little smaller in stature. It was it was <laughs> like, size to Zane. Yes. Yes, and it wasn't we want big. to see how many opportunities we can give him to wear that. I feel like Zane, who I discovered was a fellow Enneagram 7, uh-huh. um, really? I feel like he would be up to the challenge oh, of wearing Oh, definitely. totally. Yes. If anybody would wear yes. yeah. that no, I, full body fur costume. Yeah, I wanted to wear it, but it would not have fit me. Oh. It yeah. would definitely not have worked. It would have been like no. a, a fourth body fur costume. So, yes. Marlena, you me. work at the church. I do work at the church. Tell us where you're from. How um, long have you been you at the up? church? Where did you grow up? So, that is that's Who are your people? Story. My <laughs> people. My people are everywhere. So, I am a military brat. Me too. Yay. Air Force. Me too. <gasps> All right. So, my dad was in the Air Force. I was born in Germany. Ramstein? Wiesbaden. Okay. Yes. Um, apparently, though, I'm actually born on German soil, so when I went for a passport, I had to prove that I am an American citizen. Oh, wow. Yes. I had to take in all my German documentation to say do that you, I am Does really Germany American. give you, do you have dual citizenship no. when you're born there? No. No. I, they never asked. I, mm. You know. What do you, uh. So you are what you are. I am what I am. Okay. That's Okay. So you were born in Germany. I was born in Germany. I left when I was six months old, and no, I do not speak any German <laughs> at all. Um, my dad came back to the States. We went to Rat Pat in Ohio. He did his master's. Then we went to Cape Canaveral in Florida, and he worked for the NASA for the shuttle program. 
and then we went out to Vandenberg Air Force Base on the complete other side of the country. Oh, wow. And so I spent most of my childhood outside of Santa Barbara. Mm. And my dad worked in the space program, so we're total space geeks. And I am horrible at math, and I do not work in the space mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's really cool. But it's so cool. Is your dad an engineer, or what is he? He was an electrical, or he is an electrical engineer. And, and so he worked on communications for the booster rocket for the shuttle. Oh, fun. Oh, no, very cool. So all I you say is he's way smarter than all of us. My dad, Which for me personally, is not a difficult my dad, thing to um, find. My dad was an intel officer, and his fun. claim to fame was um, he was the mastermind behind Operation Secret Squirrel. Secret oh. Squirrel. <laughs> Which we think, I, know, I think we it was like it super is, serious. It, well, it was something with the B 52s. It was some kind of uh, uh, like, but, but anyway. So you still don't know? I think you could probably Google Operation Secret Squirrel. I really squirrel. wanted it to be like a robotic squirrel that could sneak into No, I don't know why it's called Secret Squirrel, but the only, the first time I ever heard about Operation Secret Squirrel mm-hmm. was um, with my dad's retirement party weekend. At like and everyone keeps like the like we're there keeps bringing up Operation Secret Squirrel, which must so so it must have been something they all knew something what it was. Big. It must have been something, something big, big and important with B fifty two. Sounds huge. Wow. Something I mean, big. Huh. Secret Very squirrel. ferocious animal they yes, chose. Secret squirrel. Yes, I don't. I don't know what. <laughs> See, that was I think about, that's but... the throw off the enemy. They're like, oh yeah, we don't have to worry it's about just squirrel. Yeah. It's just squirrel. Operation it's Secret Squirrel. Who cares? That was an yeah. edit alert. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. That was an edit alert. That information you don't need, but if you Google it, let me know what Operation Secret Squirrel was. So now you said you spent most of your childhood outside of Santa Barbara. So how old were you when you moved there? We well, I I started kindergarten okay in California and then I finished fifth grade. So we moved in fifth grade. My dad retired. My parents did not want to live in L.A., which is where all the job offers were, although mm. I was okay with Hollywood, but, you know. Yeah. So, my mom is from San Antonio, and we mended up back in Texas and living down the street from her family. So God called you home. Called us back home. Back to Texas. Yeah. So, I went to high school in San Antonio, and then I apparently have it in my blood to move, so I mm-hmm. went to UT at Austin. Sorry, James. <laughs> My husband's a lot, an Aggie. Um, that means your husband is a wise, wise man. He's, he's who a made forgiving. A he's a forgiving man. Yes, <laughs> and it was only one semester, and then I ended up back at St. Mary's in San Antonio. And then I went out to Mexico State and finished my degree. Okay, out there. So three schools, three years, and then I was done. Um, what do, What do you have? What's your degree in? My degree is in um, public relations, so journalism, mass communications, and so. I finished out there. I came back to San Antonio because I just didn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And um, ended up working for a little while and then went back for a master's in communication studies, mm-hmm. which is basically how people communicate, mm-hmm. like how we relate to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, loved, loved, loved it. Um, they asked me to go on for a doctorate, which would have been awesome and amazing, but my dad thought it would be awesome and amazing if I went to work. So, <laughs> so that was that, um, and that's how I ended up in Dallas. I couldn't find jobs in San Antonio mm. back when I was in San Antonio. It was still very small. It's a different San Antonio now. Oh, it's not even not even close. And so, so did you ever work in kind of communication? Or? Yes. So I came to Dallas and I got a job for an advertising agency doing copy editing, and I loved it. I mean, it's. Advertising is awesome and amazing and hard and stressful. <laughs> Such a beat down, but the people are great. And yeah, so I did that for a while. Bounced around to a couple of agencies. That's and also what happens in ad agencies. <laughs> you learn to move around. That's right. Yes, it's, it's like being a, 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 being a drug rep. You better, you, yeah. you better get used to uh Yes, which fits yeah. my personality yeah. because I you know, change schools every mm-hmm. two years as a child. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, well, I can't stay. And one job for more than two years. It's insanity. Oh my gosh. But it's awesome because I know everybody that I work like would work at this agency and then you go to another agency and then yes. they use mm-hmm. and I still run into people that I worked with. Do before. you really? Yeah. Wow. So I, it was great. I loved so it. So my husband 
is an IT consultant, but they... are you editor learning a second time? Yes. Okay. Two? Yeah, but I'm just saying it's an it's kind of a it's a small world, and so his yes. his company kind of has a niche market of like they just pretty much do Apple support. Which is means all their all clients a, yes. are ad agencies yes. like Avery Foster. Or they used to have the Yes Hormel. Yeah. Um, yeah. They you know they the have creatives. Bottle Rocket. All those creative things. Yeah. And so anyway, Kyle also like moves people. Yes. So what what yeah. agency were you with? <laughs> I worked with Rap Collins, and then I spun off to Javelin, and then I ended up at Brown and Partners. So these are none of the Omnicoms, right? Yes. Oh, they no, are. Those are all. Oh, they're all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are all names of places that you would actually like dress in work attire, as oh, opposed no. to me who wears like Converse. Oh, no, 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 not they sound no. legit to me. They like, are, but the, in the ad world, they're no, all Kyle Denny. Yeah. That's why Kyle. That's why Kyle Denny's company gets a job with their their graphic tees and their cool shoes. Oh, yeah. you think yeah. Yeah. so? Okay, yeah. so yeah. you gotta be cool. You gotta be cool. Yeah. We had a ping pong table in our break room. That, that was the magical. best part. Oh, it was awesome. So you're you're married and you have kids. So I'm married. So I met my husband here in Dallas through mutual friends, and um, I was actually on my way out of Texas. I had just been laid off for I don't know the second time maybe, and I was like, my brother was at Vandenberg Air Force Base in the Air Force, and was like, you need to come out and live with me, and mm-hmm. we're in LA, and with. And I was like, yes. I told Let's do that. that we, I so should fun. do that. I just lost my job. There's what nothing tying me down I here. I don't have kids. And then, but I'm dating this guy. Mm. <laughs> and I can't really afford to live in California. So we'll kind of see how this works out. And so three and a half years later, we were married. A lot of this guy's turn into husbands. Oh, my gosh. So, yes. This yeah. guy. <laughs> I have this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I ended up staying put. And he is in oil and gas. And so mm. we will stay in Dallas. Yes. You're, te- you're Texas bound for I, I just can't. I can't leave. Mm-hmm. So and y'all have babies. We have two girls. One is nine. And she's going into fourth grade. And the other daughter is um, six. And she's going into first. And are, are they doing Pine Cove in the city this week? They are at Pine oh. Cove. Oh, how fun. Yeah. It's, they're tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. They're tired. Yes. And it's only Monday. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. when you and I briefly talked last week on the phone, yes. which I thought you were not agreeing to be on the podcast, <laughs> I, I will be... Very noncommittal. I, I, it, she was a little noncommittal, and I didn't realize I she was quality. coming for sure until an hour before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was like, I feel like she said yes, but there was a hint of no, oh. and then I so think that's everybody's no. response. Yeah, everybody's is like, I feel like she said yes, but there was a hint of no, and so I actually double booked us tonight because I was like a little oh, no. bit worried you were oh, gonna I'm bail. Sorry. No, that's okay. No, that was no. She's a planner. I'm a planner. I'm like, you it's have all to gonna work out. Yeah, at, yes. yeah, right. Jess yeah. gives me assignments to do for the podcast, and then I, I do just them. never do them. And now, she are goes, you? At, you said you were an Enneagram. Seven. I am. Which is a plan. I don't know my name. No, no so the se- so seven is an, uh, is an enthusiast. Okay. They are an adventurer. In some okay. ways, they're super scattered, but we are definitely forward thinking. Okay. And she's scattered in conversation, but not yeah. in like meal planning and getting other no, things but, done. No, but that's because my stress number is one. Which is a perfectionist, and okay. I'm gonna like I'm gonna butt you know cross my T's and dot my I's. Wow, um, but also be but also be all over the place. But you know, I cross my I's and dot my T's. That's and well, I and I I also might have um, dissociative identity disorder. You do not have that. That is a I lie. I, I, <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, you've met Susan, right? Yes. So is is she a lie or is Susan real? No, Susan is her is her planner alter ego. Well, oh, yeah. you can well, actually, name. Susan is the get it done. Uh, it is it is Linda that is the the the, the planner. You're like, really confusing our guests. Yeah, so, well, okay, so I mean, really it can be confusing. Is? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we've got people. The point I'm making. Yes. Way back, way back there was <laughs> that um, you and I talked a little briefly last week. Okay. And you mentioned that you grew up Catholic, as did I, and yes. many of our previous guests. So how did you end up at DBC? My good friend Sophie Meany, mm-hmm. 
mm. who has been a member at the church for many, many years. Mm. It's like, you need to come visit. You need to come visit. You need to come visit. Mm. <laughs> I was like, we will. We will. We will. <laughs> and we finally did. And it just felt like home. Mm. I mean, the minute you walk in, and it's just so true, and I hear it from so many other people, you just walk in and you just feel this embrace of yes. love and just authenticity mm. that I think is lacking in a lot of um, places in general these days. And to your experience, um, I feel, I, I think people also feel very heard. Like they're not necessarily yeah. judged. Like they, I, I, I sense that in our congregation, people really want to know you, want to know your story and want to find those connections to you Yes. rather than pointing out all the differences. Yes. And we've said a million times on our podcast, it's a church that really wants to give the members wings for what their passions are, what their gifting is. Um, Absolutely. And they, they don't just say that. I think they really live it. No, and I think Which gives so that too. feeling of walking in and going, I'm home. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because you walk that line of being permissive or being not true to the word mm-hmm. and saying, you know, yes, everything doesn't go. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> We're not, you know, I've been to Unitarian Church, which mm-hmm. is lovely, and mm-hmm. it's great. I have friends who love it, but it's not tr- mm-hmm. It's not the truth. Right. It's and Right, so, so to yeah. have, for sure, to have those standards, yeah. like, to stick the with Bible the, believing. Yes, Bible-believing, yes. theologically sound yes. um, approach, but yeah. Yes, I don't know how Aaron and the elders have done it, but they've created this atmosphere where... They really are speaking truth, but in a way that is loving and accepting. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a much better way to get through to non-believers, mm-hmm. or even to build a community of believers where you feel like it's, you're just loved for who you mm-hmm. are. For sure. And more encouraged to to just grow in that faith. So, in that same vein, um, knowing that you are now attending a church that really promotes and supports the gifting, the unique giftings of, yes. um, its people. Yeah. What do you think, wh- where, where do you think your gifts are and, and what would be your passion? And we well, always yeah. say the big ask prayer, <laughs> which we try to enunciate that K for those of you that don't remember from 16 months ago. <laughs> um, but what would you say? Well, so I have slowly kind of gotten my fingers into a lot of different things Mm -hmm. because it is so easy to do at our church um I started helping so my husband loves toddlers Mm -hmm. his heart is having children climb on him and being silly and tickling and so does my husband except for the opposite of all the things you just said (laughs) (laughs) so he immediately wanted to be in the toddler room and talk to Don and of course Don was like yes come and play with the toddlers and of course she was like oh and your wife she can come too and I was like Did you hear him say anything about me wanting to climbing on the street? No, I sure didn't. Sweet dog. So I told her I would be on the sub list. I was like, this is something that my husband really loves. You can put me on the sub list and, you know, I'll help out once in a while. Mm. And then every time she called me, I managed to have an excuse to not (laughs) be available. And she finally just came up to me and said, is this this where your heart is? Mm -hmm. And I was like, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, no, please. I I don't want to be in the teller room. But I love serving in the coffee area, and mm-hmm. I've just started doing that. And she's like, you should totally do that. That You you are off the hook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I will not call you again. Your husband is good. Mm-hmm. You do this. So I, I love the coffee. Um, it's an easy way to kind of get in. It's not front and center. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just serving, which mm-hmm. is something that um, I enjoy doing, just kind of doing my thing. Mm-hmm. But then you get to talk to everybody, and mm-hmm. you get to meet everybody, and just kind of say hello and how are you and then you see them every Sunday and, and they're so thankful for you because you're oh the master gosh, of yes. the coffee they're so grateful <laughs> yeah I could have completely screwed up the coffee and they're still like thank you so much <laughs> like you're totally welcome <laughs> so I did that and Jason Jernigan who is just a rock star but he was like I'm out I can't. Jason Jernigan who yes. I went to high school with is that the one I really yeah yes, yes. so you know <laughs> so you know <laughs> he ran that 
Yes, she. The reason she mentions that. Well, you can go ahead and do your third edit alert. No, no, go. You, you edit. Um, she didn't know that she went to high school with him, even though his name had not changed. And she said, <gasps> "Oh no!" Now, neither one of us knew. No, neither one of y'all knew, though, right? Y'all did not no, put we it together were friends. for some no, time. No, no, no. Yeah, no. We, we. I didn't just. He didn't just go to high school with me. We. He was in the same <laughs> friend group as me, and I didn't know How? and recognize him because of his. Uh, well. I don't know. I think contextually, I was not prepared to for put someone that. Like yeah. So he, City, so I was working in children's ministry. Sure, he was working yeah. in children's ministry. I had talked and met him multiple times. And at one point, I was talking to Carrie <laughs> Sebesta, I think. And Carrie Sebesta is a fellow Louisianan. And mm-hmm. so, anyway, we were talking about where we're from and whatnot. And Jason is, in, Carrie is in the classroom with Jason. And Jason is overhearing our conversation. He goes, oh, you're from Shreveport? I'm from Shreveport. And I said, well, really, I'm from Bossier. And he goes, me too. And then all of a sudden, the veil, <laughs> the, the veil was pulled back. And I was like, Jason Jernigan? I was like, I'm This very from- unique name. <laughs> yes. Right. All of it, yeah. And then all of a sudden, we started yeah, putting, putting it together. And later that day, Stephanie is texting me, sending me pictures of me from high school that she and Jason like. <laughs> Oh, pulled wow. out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was gosh. funny. So. And so Jason passed the torch to you and said, so, "Please well, take this." Take no, this. he actually said, "Would anybody like to take this?" And I waited. <laughs> I was like, "Surely somebody's kind of like you did to respond to my email." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I'm just gonna wait, and somebody else is gonna jump in, and it'll be fine." Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then nobody did, and I was like, "Well, Jason, if nobody else steps up, I'll be your back. I'll be your in your back pocket, like you mm-hmm. just." And then nobody stepped up, and I was like, oh, I can just do some scheduling, and like, how, uh-huh. how much work can this be? Like, I can handle it. Sure. And so I agreed to take it on, and then sweet Jeff Malsa came on staff, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, so I had coffee. And y'all know how Jeff is about coffee. We don't. <laughs> do you know how he is about no, coffee? No, he has talked about, he has talked he about is, coffee. Oh, do you, oh, you don't. I don't know how he is oh, about goodness, coffee. He is very passionate about coffee. He has turned coffee into a mission, uh-huh. like a literal, literally mission field. Like it's like he's he's purchasing coffee yes. from from other mission countries, like roasters. That, yes, yes. And so he and I mean he has been to the coffee fields. Do we in have, so are we so are we using? Uh, we are Maxwell House instant no, coffee. No, 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 we're using good coffee now. It's real, and it's it's supporting church planting and farmers in Guatemala and. And there's so much, so it's cool. so amazing. So yeah, it's like, but anyway, so I just thought, oh yeah, I'm just going to send out a sign up genius, you know, and it'll be everybody. And he was like, so I, I see, like maybe we could, like in the future, we could have like a smoothie bar and we could have some fresh Aww. fruit and we could do that. And I'm like, oh, this is not just a sign <laughs> This is <thing>. growing. <laughs> Your ideas are growing. Uh-huh. But I like it. So uh-huh. that, okay. So we've been on a mission this year to update the coffee area. We're trying to make it more of a, a welcoming, like, sit, fellowship, uh-huh. you know, listen to the sermon, pray with each other. Uh-huh. Like, like, it should just be a place. The atmosphere, like, yes. Yes. That's and really so, cool. And even as the coffee team, we're trying to be more focused on the people that we're serving the coffee to. Mm-hmm. Like, how can we support you? How can mm-hmm. we just, it's just, it's great. I lo- and the people that now work with us in the coffee and the people that have been with us, they're all amazing. And we just we just love it, but it's become a much bigger thing. Yeah. And then I heard that we were hiring an admin for the church, and I was like, oh, you know, I've got a kindergartner. Maybe it's time for me to get back to work, and I could do that. Like mm-hmm. I could totally do that. And then it had a little communication focus, and I was like, oh, that's so amazing. It's mm-hmm. almost like I have a master's degree. Oh uh, no! <laughs> like it was made for. So I I put in my application and I met with Jeff and he decided to go with Lindsay Lewis, who mm-hmm. is amazing. If anybody's ever um, had a chance to talk to her, she's awesome and perfect for it. But um, but he was like, I really want you to come on staff. Like I, I want mm-hmm. you on staff. And Jeff has an amazing ability to just see other people's gifts. Mm-hmm. And he's really good at slowly kind of working the scenes where mm-hmm. he gets people where he needs them and where the Lord can use them. So he got me into family ministry, 
working with Dawn, who I said I would never sit in a toddler room. <laughs> now I am healthy. But I was like, if I don't have to change diapers. That's right. Sure. I'm good. Yeah. Well, and to be honest, I've been kind of thinking I wanted to go into education, oh, maybe wow. do something more with schools or children, but how to bring that with my communication background and, mm-hmm. and passions that I have. And so it's been really an amazing opportunity because as our church is growing and mm-hmm. we've got some new initiatives, there was so much communication involved in children's ministry. And mm-hmm. so I've had some chances to, to really influence how we mm-hmm. how we talk to parents and kids and I'm actually the one who's making the packets for family Sundays. Oh neat. And so I get to pull together like what would my kids want and what mm-hmm. would you know how do we make this message? Well you're drawing from lots of different areas of your life yeah. to yeah like the communication piece, the being a mom. Yes. And so it's been I'm mean, not anything I would have imagined mm-hmm. but such an amazing opportunity and Jeff has just been so excited about all the things that could potentially be coming up mm-hmm. in the future and things that we can do to just build our community. That's cool. So, yeah, it's been, yeah. It's almost like God had a plan. I know, it's so crazy, but it wasn't my plan because my plan was my little one goes to kindergarten and I'm going to take six months off. I'm not volunteering for the PTA. Uh-huh. I am not going to do room mom. I am going to go to the gym. Uh-huh. I'm going to work out. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, get my scrapbooks together. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went to work. Yeah. (laughs) So the opposite of what you actually thought you were. Total opposite. (laughs) Well, um, a lot of times we, part, part of, part of, part of why Laura and I do this show is just to see who, who is in, who is in our body? How has God gifted them? Mm -hmm. Um, but another thing is we want to get to know like how your faith has shaped you Mm -hmm. and, um, and so, so that when we start meeting each other at church, even if you yes. haven't met somebody, they might connect with some part of your story. Sure. Can you tell us about a time in your life where you really felt God's presence or you really mm-hmm. felt like God showed up for you? Mm-hmm. Well, and so it was on your, your question, so I've been thinking about it. And ironically, in my life, it's always been a feeling of, not being supported Mm -hmm. but then looking back and saying oh no he was right there Mm -hmm. I just I I didn't I didn't acknowledge it or he Mm -hmm. wasn't there the way that I wanted him to be Mm -hmm. there and he didn't change the things that I wanted to have Mm -hmm. changed and so for me unfortunately I'm one of those people that has to learn the hard way I guess Mm -hmm. (laughs) you have to experience solidarity yeah Yeah. you're in good company here yeah and so um what I found now that I am 43 years old is I'm, I'm still learning how to not rely on myself mm. and how to rely on his provision because there's been so many times in my life where it's like I can't even stand up. I could not. Mm. You have a Susan. <laughs> you have a I Susan. Don't know. Do Su- I want a Susan? Susan. Susan. <laughs> you don't want a Susan. Well, she's she's fine, but yeah, she does. She she's 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 self sufficient. She likes to she likes yes. to be in charge and get it done. Yes, and, and she I doesn't like to depend on muscle. People. You can muscle through mm-hmm. without anybody else. Yes. Well, and I've been like looking around for other people, and I'm like, there's nobody coming to rescue me, mm. and this is not getting better, and I'm sinking, mm. but I never sink. Mm-hmm. And then you look back and you think, and you can just see it. It's like well, he was there. He's just mm-hmm. walking with me through it. And mm-hmm. so, um, I mean, there's so many examples. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I don't want it to be a therapy session because mm-hmm. nobody does. Um, but things like my personal addiction is acceptance. Mm-hmm. So I want to be accepted. Mm-hmm. And um, that comes from having a, a mother who, unfortunately, was dealing with her own demons and mm-hmm. um, severe depression mm-hmm. and um, some personality disorders. And so, you know, just growing up not having that acceptance mm-hmm. from a mom. Sure. Who you just is, crave it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's just this, um, and a lot of people I know have dealt with, I've, ta- I've had friends 
who have shared that they dealt with, you know, the perfectionist mom mm-hmm. and the, the mom who's never happy and, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And we all, even as adults, you know, when they come to visit, it's like, I've got to clean my house yeah, because... Yeah, everything must look right. Yes, because my mom's And therefore coming. I'm okay. Yes. And so that's the type of mom I grew up with. And so I just never had that acceptance. So I got out of that, managed to pull myself together and start working and... Still hadn't found a church, still hadn't found a community of believers, still didn't have a group of friends. I was just kind of bouncing around. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom kicked me out of the house like three or four times. <laughs> so you're just kind of in this, I don't know where I belong, I don't know, you know, where am I going, what am I doing? And so I ended up falling into people who partied. Mm-hmm. And that's where it was fun. Mm-hmm. And everybody was really awesome and really happy to see me mm-hmm. and you know I got attention from guys and mm-hmm. I could you know hang out some validation them. yes mm-hmm. and when you drink you just don't worry about it it's things just gonna easier. fade yeah mm-hmm. and then you become the person that you always wanted to be you're fun mm-hmm. you're dancing you're having a good time you've mm-hmm. got these friends that you think are really friends and so I did that for many many years mm-hmm. <laughs> I came up to Dallas, and I met a great group of friends, um, but we were still partying and drinking and just kind of doing our thing, and I was working, I was paying my bills, I was mm-hmm. fine, and, you know, things were good, and I was having fun, and I could date whoever I wanted to date, and mm-hmm. I didn't need a husband, I didn't need a family, mm-hmm. I didn't need to go to church, I was good, and so everything's all right, but, um, but I was at a job where... It was very much type A. Yes, and image driven. Yes, and you know, I wasn't making a lot of money, and I wasn't cute and blonde with the cute outfits and the. Mm. And so then it's just that keeping up with trying to do the Dallas thing and not having enough money and not being cute enough and not working hard enough and trying to get up this. So that just fed into my need for acceptance. And so I just kept going that way. And I was burning out so fast. Mm-hmm. And then um, I met my husband, and he's amazing. He's a rock. And complete opposite. Like, he does not care what other people think. Mm-hmm. Almost to a fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes we're hun. Mm-hmm. you got to kind of take a look. Yes, we, we still yes. live in the South-ish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Care a little bit. Be, yeah, a little bit social. But he was like, you have to get out of that. We're gonna... So I quit working stayed home with my girls which I swear I would never ever do it's like I'm mm-hmm. never sitting at home because I don't want to be my mother mm-hmm. I don't want to be depressed and bitter and mm-hmm. abusing my children because I'm so mm-hmm. miserable it's like I'm never staying home and then I stayed home mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the Lord in his great provision gave me an amazing daughter who she's so smart and just has such an insight and such a heart for the Lord from I mean, a very early age. She's just incredible. But she is so hard and so strong-willed mm. and so difficult. She was one of those babies that you would have to rock and rock and rock. And, mm. <laughs> and then when you're like, I can't stand it, and you try to put her in her crib, she'd wake up and start screaming. Wow. And you're like, no. And I mean, it, she was, it was just like this constant screaming all mm. the time. And I don't put you on your knees. Oh my goodness. And I was doing the mops thing. And so I'm trying to get to know moms and I'm so lonely and I have mm. no mom, no family, no nothing. And <laughs> not sleeping. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. I'm not that'll, sleeping. That'll, that'll make you want to lose your mind. Yes. That'll make well, you Google baby Moses laws. It's like the perfect storm, you know, just. Oh, it's crazy. And, and in that, in those moments, you want your mom you want a mom to turn to to say yes. how did you walk through this so yes. you know and you want her to have done a better job than she yeah. did so you can say how did you walk through this so well yes and, no and so I didn't have that and I was looking at these other moms and they're they're perfect mm. oh and, yeah they all were oh my mm. goodness they were so perfect <laughs> and you know their babies would just sleep and mm. just eat and they were so well behaved and I was afraid to go in public because mm. she would scream <laughs> And then I'm trying to do the breastfeeding thing because if you're a good mom, you you're breastfeed. You're supposed to breastfeed, of course. And I'm like, I've got to get this. And she's just screaming. And I'm like, this isn't working. So I'm just not leaving the house. Oh, like, so I'm not much going pressure. In. 
Uh, yeah, and it was, and we're living in Park City's area, so it was all these perfect. Everything models. looks perfect from yes. the outside, mm-hmm. and you're going to a church where everybody's perfect, and they're just getting it. I bet they were wearing pencil skirts and business suits there. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> looking all pretty and perfect. I mean, I mean, they're sweet, sweet, sweet women, but. I just didn't. I haven't been in a pencil skirt in 20 years. <laughs> I haven't ever been in one. Oh, I have. But... If it has elastic. <laughs> yes. And, you know, you got big shirts. <laughs> big shirts, yeah. I wore elastic pants <laughs> for a long, long time. So, yes. Yeah, so the Lord took me to my knees and I was mm-hmm. like, I, Lord, I can't. Like, I don't know what you were thinking, but I cannot mm-hmm. do this child. And I mean, there were days where I was like, somebody's got to take her. Like, mm-hmm. I can't. This isn't, this isn't working. And I was trying to do what everybody else was telling me. Like, oh, you need mm-hmm. to do attachment parenting. Mm-hmm. You need to wear her. You need to do that. And mm-hmm. you're just like, this is not working. We finally found a doctor. And I finally heard somebody at MOP speak about sensory processing disorders. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's... That's my baby. That's what I'm... This is it. And I was mm-hmm. talking to her doctor. And I was like, this is what I'm seeing. And she was like, well... I, you know, it's hard to diagnose. To their baby, but, yeah. Yeah. But it was, you know, kind of a, okay, now we have a plan. Like, I kind of know what's going on. So we ended up going into occupational therapy, speech therapy, counseling. Mm. <laughs> we spent her preschool year, years just going from appointment to appointment and then her screaming the whole time mm. <laughs> and just dealing with all this. And then my husband's going, we need another one. And mm-hmm. oh, we don't but um, I was like, well, if we're going to do it, we better do it now because mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. No. So we had a second child, and she's she was a rock. I mean, she's amazing. We were like, we're going to clone her and make millions because <laughs> she's the perfect child. Mm. <laughs> and it's so much easier. Just so e- easier. easier well, I would ways, I would I say, say I have I have a I have a I have a convenient child. Mm. Like both of my children are good. And mm-hmm. lovely. Yes. One of my children is very convenient, mm-hmm. and one of my children is less convenient. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Do you know which one is convenient? And which I mean, one is I, less could, convenient? I could venture a guess. Yes, yeah. I could venture. I love, I love both of them. I love them dearly. My less convenient child, who I told could get a snack before we had Bible study <laughs> earlier at my house, I was like, I need you to get a snack and then get out of the kitchen and yeah. stay out and stay in the back of the house, and. I come out and I hear him go, oof, and I look and he has, is making a milkshake with the blender. He's eight. <laughs> He's never used the blender before. I'm like, what are you doing? It's almost as if it, I mean, it's, it's 626 and people are showing up at my house at 630. Luckily, they're all late. Um, I was one of those people. But he's it's like, it's almost as if he's a child who at two was saying, Mom, can I get a snack that I can get for myself? Yes, it's, almost as if, it's almost as if he was raised that way. But I was like, what on earth possessed you to think that you, you should operate this. the blender yes. when I say, go get a snack that you're going to go operate the blender and make a milkshake. But And, and then he poured, I think he didn't know to take the lid he's off He's just a little it. less yeah. convenient. Anyway, he's uh, less convenient. Yes. The point of this is, he's not bad. He's not doing anything wrong. Yeah, he's yeah. just... He's just less convenient than Lydia. Lydia yeah. is a very convenient child. Well, and yeah. it sounds like your firstborn, in many ways, I mean, she it wasn't like she was doing it on purpose. Oh, it yeah. was just she yeah. was struggling yeah. with some stuff. Exactly. And so, to be honest, she blows me away. She is so amazing. Like, mm-hmm. And there's so much about her that is so amazing. It just comes with, mm-hmm. she's just extra. Everything's extra. Mm-hmm. And I think what was such a, what broke my heart was, having people tell me how to fix her or how yeah. to fix my parenting and just and of course me wanting to be accepted so it's like well I must mm-hmm. be doing something wrong so mm-hmm. how well, like what should I be doing mm-hmm. you know and I wish I had just listened to the spirit in my heart saying no 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 mm-hmm. like what you think she needs is what she needs mm-hmm. and that's why she's your child mm-hmm. and so I wish I had learned that lesson I remember somebody mm-hmm. telling me that when I was questioning yeah. all that I was doing yeah. And um, someone saying, God gave this child to you. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be her mother. Yeah. So listen to yourself. Yeah. But the hard thing is it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean it's going to be Well, no. I don't think God ever promises that. No. <laughs> so. no. And I tell my girls that a lot. <laughs> but, and that was another hard thing for me to learn is it's not my job to make her happy. 
mm. or to make her comfortable. It's my job to make her a good person mm. and to teach her how to love the Lord and to love and respect the people around her. Mm. And that doesn't mean that you're always going to get your way. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's probably going to be the opposite. And so, um, as, and so while I'm walking through this with her and I'm having my second, my mother comes to help me with my second. And, uh, I feel like help was a relative term Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, so she comes and she's at the house. Actually, my second was born four weeks early, so they dropped mm. everything, came to Dallas, which was sweet. Um, but my mother is, was never taught, it's not all about you. Mm. <laughs> so she comes to my house and she's like, it's all about me. But we've got a newborn in the house. We've got mm. a preschooler in the house mm. and things are crazy and just wild. And so, of course, things go wrong as they do and people's feelings get hurt. And she decided to take it out on my husband mm. in front of my children. Mm. Which, I mean, it was just, just nastiness, just mm. a spew of anger and bitterness and just blah. And she mm. knew she couldn't get at me, so she went to my husband. Mm. And so I had to tell her. We had to tell her to leave the house. Mm. That's really. such a hard decision. And I, <laughs> I'm holding a baby that's three days old. Oh, bless you. And, um... And my little girl, and she's standing there, and I'm having to tell my mother how you are speaking to my husband, and how you are speaking to our family is not, it's mm. not okay. Mm. Like, that's, mm. we're not going to have that in this house. Oh, those boundaries are so hard to set. Oh, my goodness. Especially, especially when it comes when it's with family like, and when yes. it's family and you have a three day old baby and you're and exhausted. Oh my goodness. And yeah. I need the help. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. You really need the help. Good. And it's not just saying, Hey, can you stop? It's saying, we're actually going to have to ask you to leave. Is that that bad? That That's if you so can't, hard. you can't control yourself. You've got to go. So she said, okay. And she backed her bags and she actually cursed us on the way out, oh, which is so bizarre. Um, and left. Oh, my goodness. So what are you going to do? Um, my sweet brother, who I love dearly, I called him up and he was on a plane. Oh, he man. Was, it was amazing. But he's probably been so, there and he, he knows, he he knows it. What, mm, yeah. what it was like. Yeah. So anyway, he came and he was awesome and he was there for like a week or two. And so mm. we were okay. We were fine. Mm. But my mother wasn't speaking to us. Mm. <laughs> and I had to figure out where do you, where do you go from there? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you love your parents? How do you respect your parents and honor them? But they're not safe to have around. But mm. they're not safe to have around. And now I have a family. It's not just me, but I have a family and children that mm. I'm trying to protect. And so I went to our church and just asked them, what, I mean, what do I do with this? Mm -hmm. And I, at first I was told, well, she's your mother. You have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't, I don't feel that that's... No, were you, were you here by now? Or no, you still? no okay. we were still at the other church. And so um, our Bible study leader was like, you need to work it out. Like, you need mm -hmm. to, she's your mom. And so, mm. and I was just thinking, that's not, that's not what the Lord is is telling me. I just feel it. Like, that's not, it's just not biblical to me that like, you would allow someone to behave that way and not. Well, and it sounds like there's some level yeah. of emotional abuse going on that God's not yes. calling. Like, yes. like, like yes. honor and love and respect and forgive, but he's not calling you to be, to continue in an abusive mm -hmm. relationship. Exactly. Not, and it, what struck me, and I think we were talking about it at that Sunday, was sins of the father and how you have mm -hmm. that generational sin. And my mother dealt with severe abuse as a child mm -hmm. from her father who came from a broken home mm -hmm. and dealt with his own. And then, mm -hmm. of course, World War II, which mm -hmm. will mess up anyone. Sure. So she had, I mean, there were reasons why she is the way she is and there were reasons why he was the way he was. But I... I mean, you wanted some, to end yeah. it. Yeah. You, yeah. And you can't allow yourself to continue mm. to be treated that no. way and then not no. expect that that doesn't get passed down. Mm. Yeah. Yes. 
and well, the funny thing is, my older daughter is afraid of my mother. She mm. just won't have. She won't let her. Like we can't leave her with my mom. She's just like I'm afraid of her, and she she's can't like say that why. lady speaks curses. She's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's watched Harry Potter a couple of times. <laughs> but um, but the funny thing was, so I did speak with our pastor, and he he was able to speak truth in love, in just a way that I can honor her, but not allow that abuse to continue. Yeah. yeah, and so I was able to go to her after much prayer and thought. And, um, and this is also a period of forgiveness. I mean, mm. And I've been walking through that for many years of how do I forgive and how do I move past this mm-hmm. and how do I not let this be defining to me, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing when it happens. And so mm-hmm. I'm dealing with this, and I know this isn't okay, but I don't have that sense of anger and control that she's mm. had on my life. Mm-hmm. And that's only a God thing because mm-hmm. I was so angry for so long and just so mm-hmm. righteous in my anger of mm-hmm. this was not my fault. Yeah, I'm <laughs> right. I, I deserve an apology. Yeah. Yes, this is so wrong. And I finally got to the point where I was like, okay, I understand where she came from, but this is still not okay. Sure. And so we finally just had to have a conversation with her and just tell her, we want you around, but only if you can respect mm-hmm. our boundaries and mm-hmm. how we are. And um, we were able to get together like six months later, and she made a tremendous effort. My husband made a tremendous effort, and our relationship is so much better. Oh wow! And it, it's it's not the relationship she wanted, and it's not the relationship I wanted, but we, but it's not grossly unhealthy. Mm-hmm. No, and we love each other, and when we speak, it's it's a good conversation, mm-hmm. and it's um, but. We had to let go of the idea of what I wanted her to be. Mm-hmm. And she had to let go of what she mm-hmm. wanted me to be. And so, yeah. And then there's also that boundary where she knows if I push it, I'm going to have consequences. Mm-hmm. And so I need to... Well, I think it's such a beautiful um, representation of what God brought you through in knowing that your struggle was acceptance from yeah. other people. <laughs> but that... Like, he gave you the, the pinnacle person yeah. that you would want acceptance from to say, you're going to have to come to me to figure this out. Yes. Yes. And it wasn't something I could do on my own. And mm-hmm. all that anger and trying to force her to apologize mm-hmm. and acknowledge. And it was like, no, you've got to let that go. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen. You are not going to get that. Mm-hmm. And because she has her own hurts and she's mm-hmm. got her own brokenness. And so, yeah, it was just a complete, I'm going to let you work that in mm-hmm. my heart and take away my ego and my need mm-hmm. for validation. And um, so we walked, we walked through that. And, and yeah, it was, it's been good. I appreciate that you can see where he's, what he's brought you through. Yes. That you can look and you can see that five-year relationship. Mm-hmm. And what he was doing there. And you mm-hmm. can see the relationship and that the blow up with your mom. What mm-hmm. he was doing there. And that you're still able to see. I'm still, I still got some work to be done. Like yes. That, that it's still, it's still relevant. There. It's yeah. still, I'm, I'm still yeah. like walking alongside him as he leads me through this process. Cause that's, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you said it was an addiction. I think it can be acceptance for me in my life mm-hmm. too has been kind of an idol of like, if people like me, then yes. that means I'm okay. Yeah, and I'm doing this right. And yeah, so last year was, was rough because I, I finally felt like this, this is not where we need to be. Mm. This is not healthy. I'm feeling miserable. My girls, or my oldest daughter, is, is she's good, but she's not great. Mm. She had an, a rough teacher last year that did not pour into her. Mm -hmm. So I saw this amazing, bright girl being relegated to, oh yeah, she's really not that great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and instead of her thinking she's going to invent flying cars and take Mm -hmm. on the world, she's like, I guess I'll be a writer. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And she'd be an amazing writer. She would be great Mm -hmm. at it. But it's like, no, I I just felt like this is not working. Like Mm -hmm. I know this is what society is saying we should want and we should be going after, but this is not what... I feel mm-hmm. like is is being called for us. So through a series of happenstances, we ended up at a magnet school this year, um, Hamilton Park, mm-hmm. which is yes. south of LBJ. Uh-huh. 
So I thought we'd go, well, at first I thought, oh, we're going to have to do private school. But I was like, I don't want to do private school. And that's mm -hmm. a whole nother ballgame. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, maybe a magnets. And so I started looking at the magnets. And I was like, well, we'll do math, science, technology or mm -hmm. something like that would give some challenge and maybe some families that are a little mm -hmm. more like-minded. And then a friend told me, no, you need to check out Hamilton Park. I was like, well, I really like you, so okay, we'll check mm -hmm. it out. And it was exactly what I had been mm, craving. Oh, cool. And it's an, it's an amazing school of... It's super diverse. Super diverse. So the neighborhood was actually built mm -hmm. in the 50s because African-American families mm -hmm. were displaced by Love Field. Yep. And so it was K through 12, only African-American mm -hmm. families, only African-American children. And then they had to integrate after the board mm -hmm. versus Brown, um, Brown versus the Board of Education. So they were forced to integrate. So they created a magnet school. It's still predominantly mm -hmm. African American. Um, the neighborhood is not affluent. Mm -hmm. It's clean. It's proud. It's great. Mm -hmm. The families are amazing. But my older daughter is. I'm driving her to the first day of school, and she's just like, "Mom, are you, what?" Mm -hmm. Where, where are we going to school? <laughs> and I was mm -hmm. like, I, you know, I've been praying about this. I feel good about this. Mm -hmm. This is where we're going to try. And mm -hmm. We're just going to give it a chance. Like, I feel like this is going to be good. And she's like, I don't know, Mom. And she, <laughs> the first month, she was so mad. And now she loves it. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. And she's actually chosen to go back next year. Oh, good. And it's amazing because my girls not only have diversity in their lives where... My kindergartner is saying, no matter what color we are on the outside, we're all the mm. same on the inside. Oh, I love that. And her best friend is an African-American girl. Mm. And, it, and they're so different, I mean, in so many ways. But they're so alike. And so they're, they're becoming colorblind, which is what I wanted. But they're also being given opportunities to explore their gifts and how mm. the Lord has created them and to be challenged and mm. pushed and... I'm just uplifted in just amazing ways. And so this is what I wanted. I wanted it to be, uh, you don't have to be perfect, and it's not going to be Pinterest, and sure. it's not going to be parties, and, you know, there's not money for all that, but our kids are learning how to build arcade games out of cardboard boxes. Well, and, and you're, you are breaking those familial chains like that history yeah. and and teaching them that we don't have to be like the mainstream you don't have to be no. accepted by what the culture is telling you yeah um i hate to cut it short oh, I, I mean gosh, yes. i would love to have you back and hear more of your story um <laughs> we're definitely short on time no, I'm as we tend to do yes you know, not yeah. that we have a real consistent time limitation but um I think we've been going for over an hour now so oh i'm so sorry no oh, no, no. no. Okay. i'm so glad <laughs> yes. you came on like it is our privilege to get to know um people in the church and it is i love that you work for the church and like yeah, that that we got to know you better and hear about what you do yeah. and what god's brought you through and, so thank and, you so much for yeah and on. just thank thank you so much for being open with us and sharing your story it was it was a pleasure to get to know you Marlena. thank you thank you well thanks for joining us tonight on embarrassment of riches <laughs> uh, <laughs> we look forward to talking to you again soon